Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armish. The hairs on my arm stood up when I watched the footage of the helicopters at Debassa Strand for Strings Tribute Memorial gig on the 22nd. I was expecting the set to consist of material from uh, Super City to the Max and paying the dues, even though this wasn't Strings' era. And to an extent, this was the case until Sammy Yaffa started to play the bass intro to Toys and Flavours from High Visibility, which led straight into I'm in the Band from Rock and Roll Is Dead. Return to Dragon Era for Spock in My Rocket before By the Grace of God began the encore. We've got to get some action now finishing the gig. I'm not ashamed to admit, by the end of the set, I had tears rolling down my face. For two reasons. Obviously, the first was because of strings, and the other was that I really should have flown over for the gig, as the helicopters are, as you know, one of my three life-changing bands. And watching them from afar really drove that point home. But as you know, I've let my passport run out, and the fact that uh, I seem to be permanently skinned is just by the by. It's not often that a band ticks all my boxes, but the copters... Man, I miss them. Here is the live aforementioned Toys and Flavours. Yeah. <laughs> 
Last week, I told you that I was in the throes of reading Kieran Tyler's biography on The Damned. And once I read it, I would give you my considered opinion. Well, that time is now, brothers and sisters. I'm going to review it along with Barry Hutchinson's unofficial bio, as they both go hand in glove. If The Damned were a GCSE subject, Kieran's would be the recommended examination board textbook. It gives the reader all the facts and figures from the position of a general. The campaign is meticulously laid out, but Barry's is from the point of the infantryman, whose knows you know, the names of who he's fighting with and against. Uh, whilst the general knows it's a fight, it's going on. Uh, both suffer from schoolboy's errors. Barry's are unintentional. After I pointed out that it was Dave Burke that was drumming on the Impact TV programme and not as he had written, John Moss, the reply I got back was tinged with embarrassment. As a long-time fan, he knew this was the case. Kieran, on the other hand, isn't. I'm sure he was aware of them, but uh, thinking that Roman Jug played keyboards in the Phantom Chords and that Alan Lee Shaw was replaced by Chris Dolimore shows that his research was lacking in certain areas. But that is splitting hairs. Both books had me turning the pages over with Mrs A, thinking she'd done something to upset me as I was ignoring her with my head buried in the respective books. From Barry... We learn the names of the keyboardists that came and went before Roman was settled upon. Kieran tells, you know, he just tells us that Captain by Roman's keyboard for Friday the 13th EB before Roman himself was asked to join his belongings. We do find out from both books uh, that there was a proposed covers EP that was going to accompany Machine Gun Etiquette. Each band member was to choose a song. Algae was uh, the Who's I Can't Explain, or the Pink Fairies, the Snake. Rat was uh, Let There Be Rats, a bastardised version of Sandy Nelson's Let There Be Drums. The Rat would issue on his own paradiddle music label in 1984, along with Wipeout and Drums, Drums, Drums on the B-side. Drums, Drums, Drums was in actual fact recorded at SGS Studios in 1978 as part of the dodgy demo sessions. Captain, unsurprisingly, picked Arnold Lane that has been bootlegged to death. While Dave Vanian penciled in, the sun ain't going to shine anymore. But no mention in Kieran's of the Magic Michael 7-inch. It's hard to pick which is the best. From my point of view, Barry's as his was the first new biography since Carol Clark's in 1986, which he tells us was edited down to a third of its original size, with Kieran letting on that an updated version was mooted but ran aground when the Dan requested an advance that was only up turned down by Omnibus Press. As a Dan fan, you need both. It's as simple as that. Now, obviously, I'm going to play a damn track to illustrate my reviews. I was, up until a few minutes ago, um, planning on playing the demo of That Propaganda. That term was recorded when Paul Gray was still playing bass with them in the early 1980s. It's a song that I don't think has appeared on any bootleg LP, only making its way onto YouTube. However, as long as you've got an internet connection, yeah, it's easy accessible. Instead... I'm going to play Rat's Drums, Drums, Drums off the Paradiddle record. This is a hard single to track down. Plus, the other two did crop up as uh, a freebie, 7-inch, uh, with some copies of Shadow of Love. The reason I seem to be waffling on more than usual is that I'm trying to dig out the single, queuing it up whilst still trying to sound like I know what I'm doing. <laughs>
week I mentioned that no doubt this week I'll be playing another track from Michael Munro's The Best Album. Oh, here's another thing I learned from Barry's damn book. When The Damned appeared on the tube in October 1984, only Smash It Up was broadcast, but even though Captain had only been gone a month or so earlier, Grimly Fiendish, Shadow of Love had already been written and were aired along with future B-side Beat Girl. Of course, Hanoi were also uh, on the same bill. Uh, I wonder what else, if anything, apart from Up Around the Bend and Underwater World was taped. I did allude to playing a previously unavailable Monroe track, but as I'm in a damn friend of mine, here's Nothing's Alright that has been remastered especially for the best. <laughs>
I also said last week that I'd probably play my own lounge regular take of The Stranglers, Bring On The New Balls. So I am. Want to love you like your dad And be your superman I show you things you never had And hold your little hand Oh let me fuck ya Oh let me fuck ya Oh let me fuck ya Let me fuck ya Oh, bring on the new bars, bring on the new bars, bring them on, bring them on, bring them on. I want to love you like your dad and be your superman. I show you things you've never had and hold your little hand. Bring on the new bars. wrestling with the idea of going up to Hyde Park tomorrow, primarily as the damned are playing, with the added bonus of Beach Slang, Jesse Mallin, Bash and Pop, Stiff Little Fingers, The Hives and The Just Heard Stranglers. Originally, the price put me off, but to be fair, for the number of bands on the bill, pound for pound, you know, it's quite reasonable. Get me in, one of those secondary sites that just so happens to be owned by Ticketmaster, had people flogging them for around the 40 quid mark. However... The damned are only on for 40 minutes, so I'm saving my pennies for next Thursday. Brian James is at the 100 Club. I do wish 
that the damn documentary that was finally released over here at the end of May was more akin to the MC5's A True Testimonial. Imagine Brian showing us where the London SS audition rat, you know, the Hope and Anchor, where the band recorded the Chiswick demos that the label passed on, stiff offices, you know what I mean, screenplay by Andy from Fear and Loathing Me Thinks. I'm surprised Julian Temple hasn't shown an interest, or is he too much of a pistol's plaything?
That was the MC5 and over and over. As much as it pains me to admit it, I think one of the other reasons I'm not going to Green Day at Hyde Park tomorrow is I'm getting too old for festivals. Standing up for 12 odd hours is a no good for a man of my advancing years, even if I do look 20 years younger than I actually am. I even started to nod off while watching the Foo Fighters on the Idiot Box last weekend playing Glastonbury. Living after midnight, I don't think so. Uh, one festival that I will be attending will be the Summer Weird Sin at the Windmill in Brixton on the 19th of August. As it's inside, it's eight quid, and it has a free barbecue. And these bellends are on the bill. Whoa, whoa.
Congratulations to Nicotine Pretty for that's the band you just heard. Frontman Ginge on the news that he and his good lady wife are once again going to be proud parents. Talking to proud parents, Keith Gibbs, he of the fiasco, also on the summer Whitson bill, became a father to one Harrison at the beginning of June, hence the lack of fiasco-ness over the last month or so. The fiascos also playing the underworld in Camden on the 25th of August, along with Junkyard, Spread Eagle and Shark Island. This is Olivia from their Built for Speed single.
released last Saturday from the paranoid squirrel butterfly keeper about half past eight, saying that I should have been at Los Pepes, who coincidentally are also playing at the windmill on the 19th. There's a few gigs happening that day. Uh, Johnny Moped up at the Lexington, which I don't feel so bad about missing, as drummer Dave Burke has taken a back seat. I wonder if he'll be like a uh, Tommy Ramona type figure, you know, Johnny's artistic director. Um, Ginger, up at the Union Chapel for more words and songs, or is it songs and words? I seem to have lost my ginger mojo. The latest mutation I didn't pledge for. I did for the first two, as I wanted to support him. I only played them both the once, well twice if you count the repressing of the Frankenstein effect I preferred the Joe Pettigano artwork, truth be told um, and I've only listened to his Ghosts in a Tangled a couple of times even though I really like it, oh, I don't know I'm sure once the new Wild Hearts material is released uh, I'll love everything just as much as I did for Hootspar. yeah when I say once I mean hopefully, uh, so where was I Lost Peppers. It turns out they were supporting the Godfathers up at the Lexington, a gig I should have gone to uh, with the Fathers playing the whole of their just released earlier the year uh, album, A Big Bad Beautiful Noise, and then a best of set. But just recently, I've not been in a gig going mood. Admittedly, I've just got back from seeing Scumbag Millionaire, Flesh House, and Randy Savages at the Dev. Well, it was free, and I love all the aforementioned bands, and they just so happen to be really good. Uh, also popping in was uh, Austin Rocket from the Hits Priests on Southern Manoeuvres. But I should give you a full review next week once I've processed it. Uh, I did have tickets to see Lost Peppers supporting Cheetah Chrome at the Underworld on the 6th of August, but Cheetah pulled out, and I was given the option of seeing the Zero Boys replacing them at a reduced price, or I could have a full refund. Oh, I chose the latter. And it seems everyone else did because the gig's cancelled. Anyway, from Los Pepe's latest album, let's go. Here's The Trap, which will swiftly be followed by The Godfathers and A Big Bad Beautiful Noise.
Real Rock Radio. We heard it. Rock Radio UK.
As you know, I listen to Radio 4 a lot. Yeah, I know. Rock and roll 24-7. On Tuesday, I was listening to A Good Read, where Bill Patterson talked to Harriet Gilbert about Longitude by Dava Sobel, and Tom Chatfield talked about Small Gods, one of Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels. Now, you're probably thinking, do I have for you some musical connection to do with Small Gods? Will it be wrong? As Longitude was being discussed, I heard Admiral Sir Cloudsley Shovel's name mentioned as he was killed at the Sicilian... Uh, Naval disaster in October 1707, which was one of the greatest maritime disasters in British history. 2,000 sailors were lost that day, bringing about the publication of the Parliamentary Longitude Act seven years later. Anyway, it was joked that Shovel probably pronounced his name Chevelle, which had me thinking, what about the Admiral Sir Cloudsley Shovel, as in Rise Above Recording Artists? Is it Shovel or Chevelle? So I asked guitarist Johnny Gorilla, who was able to confirm that they pronounce it shovel, as in the spade-like tool loved by road menders and serial killers alike, further informing me that the Yanks always say shovel when they interview them, as in shove a copy of L magazine up your ass and set fire to it. I asked Johnny which track he'd like me to air, meaning a Admiral Sir Cloudsley shovel track. He replied... Steppenwolf and Bullcrusher. Just 
straight after Steppenwolf and Ball Crusher. You just heard the Admiral, Sir Cloudly Shovel, and Hawkline Monster from the latest Ricked. Keep it greasy. I better play some new music before um, what I have got becomes old and I run out of time. Uh, Barbed Wire Dolls came to Lemmy's attention after seeing them live at the Whiskey A Go Go in 2015, where he promptly signed them to Motorhead Records, with the Desperate LP coming out a year later. With several females in the band, you might think that Lemmy might have signed a girls' school or plasmatic style band. Sure, some elements of that cropped up on Desperate, but with hints of Nirvana, especially. Uh, on Take Me Home, which sounds like the band have borrowed the bass line from In Bloom. Anyway, Rub My Mind has recently hit the real and virtual record stores, and this time around, the Creep Quintet have taken on board seemingly a whole slew of new influences. Over the first three opening salvos, I can hear hints of Hey Hello when they covered Glass of Champagne, London Calling Clash, and Skunk and Nancy, without sounding too obvious. The band is currently over in the States on tour to support the aforementioned album, so if they come to your town, check them out. And from Rub My Mind, this is Call Me. Call me if you need my love. Won't you show me? Don't be. Cause another day's gone and I'm all out of love And I'm hot and inside between the lines Waiting for your call to see what we said To find out if you understand So, what happened last night? Cause I don't know Was I beyond control? But where did we go? Did you wake me up?
Right, that's your lot for another week, but I've just got enough time to slip in yet another new Hell Diver single in the shape and form of Deep Water. Until next week, take it easy. Show you class I bet that you